what can the wife do for her own self? Because yeah. carrying stuff like that on your own is really hard yep. and, and exhausting after a while if you're having continually having fights or things that need to be worked on in your marriage. Yeah. And your husband doesn't want to get help, doesn't want you guys to do therapy, yeah. doesn't want you to talk to your friends. Yep. What, what can a wife do to help with that? Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, my husband wants us to keep all our problems private. Really? He wants to keep everything private? Not my husband, someone else's husband, but yes. Just shut up and don't talk about it. Yep, sounds All right, like. Let's figure this one out. Here we go. Here's the question for the day. Okay. My husband is having a problem uh, because I turn to other people uh, and seek their advice for our private problems. He doesn't want me to speak to a counselor um, and he wants some fights to stay between us, quote unquote. I don't understand his point on wanting to limit the amount of people and help and advice we get in our marriage. Hmm. Kind of wants to keep it quiet just between the two of them why do you think that is why do you think this man this husband and this isn't always a husband thing i would say it's you know just proportionally men to women but not not all the time why do you think one spouse would not want to seek out help at all and wants to keep everything quiet hidden behind closed doors well be- i i think because being seen yeah is really difficult not even just being seen but being seen in a negative in a negative light yes Uh, i i wonder for this husband though if it's because men want to be strong they don't want to look weak yeah and they they're just like we're we'll fix it yeah let's not get anybody else involved i i kind of also think too um, and I don't know how, well, you can tell me if this is good or not, but, um, I also think that there's a fine line between sharing your marital problems with people and sharing your marital problems with someone who actually has the ability to help. Yeah. In your marriage. Yeah. So, so I could completely understand if he doesn't want her going off sharing their, their issues with all of her girlfriends, because then it's not so much I'm sharing them because I need help and support. It's more like I'm sharing them so I can just tell every complain and tell everybody what a horrible husband I have. You know what I'm saying? So, so I understand from that perspective that yeah, going off and telling everybody about your issues, that's not real. No, that, that doesn't help. It does not. Um, it might feel like you're getting support and validation. I think, Really, what you're looking for is validation and fire fuel to f- fuel for the fire. Yes, and you're talking about the wife. The wife's yes, getting the wife. validated by her friends, but that also throws fuel, fuel on, on the, the fire. fire. Yes, and actually can make things worse. Yes, and that's absolutely true. That's a legitimate concern for sure. Um, and that kind of goes against some one of our primary rules, which is I always speak 
positively about you when you're not around right. to other people. Right. Even if we're not doing great, um, I'm not going to throw you under the bus. Right. I will only share my problems, my concerns, my complaints, my frustrations, my disappointments with a close friend who I know has our best interest in mind, right. who we have a long history with. And it's not just complaining, it is confiding. There's a difference in right. that. And he will hold that 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 information uh, confidentially. He will hold it carefully he will hold it respectfully right and and he will also let you know yeah if what you're thinking feeling experiencing whether it's legit or not yeah i mean he'll call you on your stuff so he has permission to speak into my life yes exactly so that's appropriate but i never ever talk poorly about you even if you're driving me crazy right because it's my job to communicate to the world that I am on your side, that we are one, that right. we are connected. And again, when we're disconnected, that's usually a temporary state. That's not a permanent state. Right. For a lot of couples, that's a permanent state. They're always disconnected. They're always at odds. They're always in conflict with each other. Right. Yeah. But but to go back to the husband not wanting to even do counseling yes. or see, see someone who's qualified yes. to help them work through... Mm, I, got a problem with that one. Yeah, huh? I do. Yeah. I really do because I I can't imagine where we would be at yeah. if we hadn't have gone and seen yeah, gotten some help. Gotten yeah, seen a counselor when we were early in our marriage. Yeah. Could you? Uh, yeah, we would have been lost. Yes, we would not. We would definitely not be where we're at today. Yeah, you're right. And so, but that requires what of us. It requires us to be open to hearing what we are doing to contribute to the dysfunction in the relationship. Yes, exactly. And yeah. and that's not easy. It is really, really hard for a lot of people, men and women, yes. to admit when they are imperfect, when they are making a mistake. And that's usually shame. They they are already struggling with the belief that they are somehow flawed or broken or bad. And if somebody else confirms that they're making bad decisions or they're treating others poorly, then it doesn't, it's not perceived as helpful. It's perceived as critical. Critical and criticism. Yeah. And they're already defensive against any language from anywhere at any time that confirms the pre-existing negative belief they have about themselves. Right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not familiar with that at all. <laughs> Theoretically, <laughs> for all the other marriages out there. Yeah. Oh, my word. You want to expound on that and kind of how that plays out? Well, did you listen to our last <laughs> podcast? Yeah, it shows up a lot, doesn't it? It does. And it's not just you. No, uh, no, no. I have my own, you know, levels of shame and, and insecurity and embarrassment. Um, and it takes practice. Here's the ironic thing about this. You can't just read about shame in a book and no longer struggle with shame. Right. I wish you could. Um, the only way of starting to overcome shame is by practicing disclosure. That doesn't mean you have to back up the emotional dump truck and, and dump out everything for the last 68 years. Okay, that's not a wise idea. Right. But you practice being seen. You practice 
showing up in your authentic, transparent, vulnerable self and testing the waters. See if this person's going to reject me, see if they're going to hate me, see if right. they're going to mock me, see if they're going to um, uh, do something that's going to be hurtful or offensive towards me. And if they don't, then I can practice trying it one layer down and another layer down and another layer, another layer down. I've had that experience so many times with people who've walked into my office and they just put the toes in the water of disclosing or sharing something that is just terrifying for them. So remarkably shameful. And it takes sometimes months or years before they will share the real issue. The thing that is the most shameful, the most embarrassing, the most disturbing in their right. story. Um, but, and it took them all that time to practice disclosing. Um, and the reality is, is you don't oftentimes practice with the counselor at first. You have to practice with your spouse first, right. with a family member, with a trusted friend. Um, if I'm not willing to overcome this or even address this, um, and there's nothing wrong with me, and I'm fine, and we're just going to keep moving on, then not a lot is going to ever improve in your marriage. Right. And unfortunately you don't actually grow very much as a human being. You don't grow very much as a spouse. You don't grow much in any area that if you don't have the knowledge or skill and you're unwilling to ask for help or training, you're just going to try to figure it out on your own. Right. You're not going to be as far or advanced as anyone else who willingly says, I'm going to sit underneath somebody. I'm going to apprentice under somebody who's already good at it. And they're going to help me avoid 50, 60, 70% of the mistakes here. And I'm still going to make my own mistakes, but they're going to help correct me and right. get me on the right path. And you're going to just end up so much farther, so much faster. And that's why I think it becomes so frustrating for wives who are writing in things like this and going, why won't my husband seek help? Right. Because I know it's going to help. And it's usually rooted in some level of shame or fear of exposure and confirmation of him being bad in some way. Yeah. That's why. That's the why of this. The what do you do about it? Um, this is the opportunity for a wife to sacrificially love her husband and go, I know you don't want to get help and I know that you don't want to expose our stuff and I'm going to respect that. I'm not going to talk yes. bad about you to other people and I'm not going to force you to counseling. But would you be willing to talk to me? And I want you to know that I'm just going to listen. I'm not going to criticize, critique. I'm not even going to fix. I'm just going to say thank you. Thank you for sharing something hard at your work today. I know how hard that is. I appreciate that. And I want you mm -hmm. to know I love and appreciate you still, even though it was a hard day. And you give him one little, one little grain of rice in the bucket. And then you do it again the next day, two little grains of rice and three. And after a period of time, you have a bucket full of rice. You have, you have enough for him to go, oh, wait a second. This whole transparency and vulnerability, vulnerability thing, it actually doesn't kill me. Right. I actually can survive it. Right. Maybe if I can do that with my wife, then maybe I can go talk to this guy that a buddy of mine went and saw and he said nice things about him. And so uh, I'm just going to go to him because if, you know, if, if John likes him, then I'm just going to start there. Right. That's, that's really good. Yeah. What about, um, what can the wife do for her own self? Because yeah. carrying stuff like that on your own is really hard. Yep. And and exhausting after a while if you're having continually having fights or things that need to be worked on in your marriage yeah. and your husband doesn't want to get help doesn't want you guys to do therapy yeah. doesn't want you to talk to your friends yep. what what can a wife do um to to help with that and what still do be, with her own feelings yeah with her feelings with her experience as well as you yep. know and still 
trying to be respectful yeah. of yeah. her, the fears and concerns and, yeah. you know, wants of her husband. Yeah. Um, that's where, again, she calls out the elephant in the room and go, I know that you don't, you're not comfortable with this. And I know you don't want me talking about this with anybody else, but I am really struggling here and I need to talk to somebody. I need to find a way to deal with my feelings. Would you and I like to work that out together? And if you're not willing to do that with me, then here are some options. Um, and I would, I'm going to get your buy-in on this. And I know it's going to be uncomfortable for you, but I'm going to need to do this for my own survival. I need to be able to just function. And so I'm going to introduce you to, you know, counselor Pete. He's going to be the guy I'm going to go see. And he can, he's confidential. He's not going to be sharing anything. Um, you may, you'll never have to meet him again. Doesn't matter you know, what he thinks about you or anything else like that. But I'm trying to honor what you're asking right. here for. And I'm not asking you to go to counseling, but I need to go get some help with something in this. And and you're going to have to just kind of keep um, advocating for yourself in an appropriate way while still honoring his request. Now, if he just flat out refuses and say, I, I forbid you from talking to anybody about this, now that's a whole different issue. That's a whole different ballgame. Now yes. that's about control. That's yes. about things that are going to compromise your mental health. Yes. And that's where you get to go. I understand you're uncomfortable with this. I know you don't like this. I know you're forbidding me to do this. And that's actually an inappropriate and unhealthy and actually a dangerous thing for you to try to um, control me in. And I can't honor that. But I'm going to be upfront and tell you that. I'm not going right. to do it behind your back. Behind I'm your not going to be sneaky secret. about it. Yeah. Um, and so this is what I'm going to do. Is this a deal breaker? Is this going to be the thing that you are so uncomfortable with that you're willing to compromise my mental health, my my stability as a human being um, because of your understandable fears and insecurities? And again, that's a bigger issue in the, in the right, relationship exactly. you have to talk about. But you you have to talk about it. You have to call it out. You have to be able to, you might not have a conversation about it because he's not going to engage in kind of this thing. You have to be willing to kind of state it and be really clear on how to advocate for yourself. Right. That. So that's what I just suggest. I think that's great. Yeah. I think that's just a good, we're going to do a quick one today on that one. I think that's a good place to start. All right. All sounds right. good. I think it's starting to rain and thunder and lightning. So I think let's go watch the storm roll in. That'd be cool. Sounds good. All right, everyone. We'll see you next time. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.